Good morning, church family. Good to see everybody today. Wave at me. Let me know you're awake this morning. All right, I see a bunch of smiling faces. We're going to worship the Lord together today. So come on and put your hands together. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Your blood has my future in. Your heart loves with no condition I'm invited into freedom forgiven wider than the snow and there's a living found I know where grace and mercy overflow love has come to set me free I'm God's joy Church, 
Oh, it's a good day to be in this house, amen? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. You can grab a seat. You can go ahead and grab a seat. So thankful for our worship team. They lead us into the presence of God every week. But I just want to say welcome to Dothan First. My name is Will Caesar. I'm the youth pastor here if I haven't met you yet. And uh, matter of fact, can we do this real quick? Dothan First, can we make our first time guests feel welcome, whether they're in person or watching online? We're so glad you're here. I just feel like it's going to be a great day. And uh, with that being said, uh, if you are a first-time guest or maybe you've been here for a few weeks and you still haven't got connected yet, we want to connect with you. So if you don't mind, you can text D1TEXT to 84576 or you can scan the QR code or grab the connect card in the pew in front of you. Fill that out and we want you to hold on to that until the after service, uh, until after service and meet us in the lobby with some of our leaders. We want to exchange that for a gift. But I also want to tell you, uh, in, our, in our lobby, right to the left, we have a new uh, multi-purpose room. First time guests, if you'll head that way after service, our pastors, Mark and Michelle Benson, they want to meet you. They want to introduce themselves to you, talk a little bit about you, know something about you. So please fill that connect card out or text D1Walk. There's a number of things you can do on that. Like you can sign up for Grow Track. You can tell us your story. You can get sign up for baptism. Matter of fact, we can do, uh, you can sign up for child dedication, which we're going to get ready to celebrate a family this morning. And it's just a lot of good things we want to keep you abreast about. So uh, keep that on. Also on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Somebody say Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. We have brotherhood and sisterhood going on. Those are our uh, all male and female classes. And I'm telling you, these studies are amazing. Pastors uh, Carl and Pastor Adam and Pastor Michelle, they, they talk about them every single week to us as a staff. But I want to encourage you to make yourself available for that. We also have Youth First at 6.30 p.m. and also Boys and Girls Ministries going on in the FLC. It's an all-family thing. We have something for the entire family. You don't want to miss it. And uh, also... I do want to mention this as we get ready to go into the fall we got life groups coming up how many of you are excited about life groups that's what I'm talking about so we believe real life change happens through relationships so if you're interested in hosting a life group we want you to take a moment right now scan that QR code there's also the QR code is available in the lobby we just want you to understand that you can do more than just host host the presence of God in your house for your family you can do that for other people so we encourage you in fact I challenge you to uh, host a life group to help people lead life change so that you can actually see it happen in your house because we want to continue to grow the kingdom amen without anything else I really uh, want to share with you I want to invite our pastors up can y'all give it up for them as they come to the stage Thank you, Will. Love you, buddy. Well, today is a great, great day of celebration, and you get to be a part of another very special celebration, one of the things that we love to do here at Dothan First, which is dedicating children to the Lord. And it's not just dedicating the kids, it's dedicating their parents, right? Uh, those of you that are parents, you understand we need a little dedication prayer over us. And so it's a joy today to celebrate with this family. Absolutely. Well, this morning, I want to call to this platform, Miss Catherine Elise Swindle. You give yeah, her a little come on, hand. Give it up there for she the is on family. the screen. That's right. And her parents, Josh and Amelia Swindle, and all of the grandparents and aunts and uncles, just the whole tribe that she has up here supporting her. How many of you just thank God for family? Yes? 
I love this family. Yes. And the extended family. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, just and, um, make her front and center. That's all we care about, Let me just tell you a little bit about, about right? this family. Um, so like, cute. Amelia is so a daughter pretty. of this house. She grew up in this church, and then Come she moved. Over, she got married and moved away. So I have oh, really watched this baby grow oh, through social so media and through the pictures that her grandma would, would send me. But it is an honor this morning to be able to dedicate her to the Lord. And it is our prayer today that um, as you raise her in the house of God and the things of the Lord, that she would be rooted and that she would be grounded in the word so that she would grow in her love for God and for people. And her name means, which you know, I know she's named after one of her grandmas, Catherine. Catherine her name means pure and discerning, and Elise means dedicated, which I think that is very powerful this morning. Yes, we're talking about you. Yes, I think she wants the microphone. She might be a preacher. I don't know. We'll see. But the scripture that I feel like the Lord gave me for her this morning is really a prayer over her. It is when Paul was talking to the church of Philippians, but I think it is just fitting this morning for who uh, uh, Catherine is. So I'm going to pray over you as I speak the scripture in Philippians 1 and 9. This is my prayer for you, Catherine, that your love for God and for people will grow more and more and that you will have knowledge and understanding with your love, that you will see the difference between good and bad, and that you will choose the good. Yes, she said yes. Praise the Lord. Did you see that? She is in agreement with it. And God is going to help you. That's right. She's preaching already. And that you will be pure and without wrong for the coming of Christ. And that you would be filled with the good things produced in your life by Christ to bring glory and praise to God. In Jesus' name. I... I <laughs> you know that that what she did was she just spoke the name of God. It's Y H W H. It's breathing out. So that's just. Whoosh. Did you feel that, everybody? Oh, I'm so proud and honored and excited to be a part of this dedication today. I am. I really am. It's such a special moment. And by the way, we capture this on video so your family can look back at this moment and see you pointed up to God immediately right. in agreement. So I'm just telling you, it was all spiritual. But today, I love this family so dearly. I love every one of them and so proud to be a part of this moment. But I'm going to lead you in this covenant before God and before all of these that are here today. So I'll just start with the parents. As I said, we're dedicating you guys to this service. So if you agree with this, I'd like you to just say an energetic we do. And the whole family can say this together because you're helping to raise this little one. So do you now present Catherine before God in solemn dedication, promising to bring her up in the nurture, the discipline, and the love of the Lord by teaching her to rely on the Holy Spirit's power and regularly fellowshipping with other believers in a Christ church family? If so, say, we do. <laughs> with God's help, 
do you promise to bless Catherine by modeling the teachings of Jesus, training her in the practice of prayer and guiding her toward the development of Christ-like character? If so, we do. And do you now commit to pray daily for this miracle of life that's been entrusted to you to guide Catherine and following in the example of your life that she would come to know Jesus as her personal Lord and Savior? If so, say we do. Oh, well, because of that, I want to charge all of you to continue to lift them and her up in prayer. Would you do this as a congregation? Just stretch, stretch your hands out toward this family as we pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for little Catherine today, and we speak life over her. And we thank you, God, that she is a pure child of the Lord. And I just pray that that strong voice would continue to ring out the goodness of God, that, Lord, her life would be a testimony of the things of God and all the blessings that are abundantly, Lord, uh, upon her life, I pray would continue to be released to others. And we speak faith and favor over her and her parents and her family today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, she's ready to do something mighty for God. I can tell. Well, listen, can we do this? Let's take a quick picture together as a family. Can we do that right here? All right. All right, come on in close. Here we go. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. And we've got a special gift to give you. And we just love you guys so much. Every one of you, we love you so very much. Hey, can you one more time give it up for this family? God bless you guys. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. Love y'all. Love y'all so much. My sweet family, I love y'all. So proud of you. Well, today, as we continue to celebrate in the goodness of God, we're going to take a moment and uh, really to dedicate the gifts that we bring to the Lord. Every one of us has something to give, uh, but for us today, when we prepare to give to the Lord with God's tithes and our offerings, I, I want to simply remind you of this. And first of all, I'll say to all those who are first-time guests in the house, welcome. Uh, and the time of giving isn't intended really uh, for you. It's really for those who are uh, strategically placed here as part of, they call Dothan First their home. But I do believe in the blessing hand of God that as we give, the Bible says he gives back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. That's the goodness of God that chases us down. And we're not going to pass the plate, but if you want giving credit, you can use the giving envelopes in the seat pocket in front of you and then just put that in the giving boxes on the way out today. But friends, I want to invite you into this moment of prayer. I want to, matter of fact, I really feel like I'm supposed to say this and I wasn't planning to, but I'm going to that, you know, God's not moved by the economy in our nation. Can I just remind you, he's not like freaked out by stock market dips or jumps. Like that's always been the way it is societally throughout history. Things go up, things go down. But the, but the proof truly of our trust in God, and this is why the Israelites were, as soon as they left Egypt, one of the first things God did was he said, I'm going to provide manna for you. 
right? The Bible says that every morning they would wake up and flakes like frost were on the ground for them to be able to eat. So God provided frosted flakes every morning for them. They didn't even have to worry about it, right? And they were great. So I'm just saying. But God, listen, God provided. And one of the things that the Israelites were told not to do was to store up more for the next day or for the next week. He said, you gather it up for that day. It was very interesting what happened. Some of those Israelites who had just been, they had just left Egypt with all the the bondage of slavery. Now they come out and they've watched God perform miraculous signs. You remember the plagues that fell on Egypt during that season? You definitely remember if you saw the Ten Commandments, you may have seen Charlton Heston, you know, stand out in front of the Red Sea and all of a sudden it opens up and they walk across on dry ground. They'd seen all these amazing things and God gives them one more assignment. He said, I just want you to trust me. I just want you to trust me. But some of those Israelites, hard-headed as they were and as we sometimes are, He said, trust me, just let me provide. But what happened was those guys, they took all, they they got all their stuff. They they got those, that manna, the extra manna for a week, for two weeks, for three weeks, put it back in their tent so nobody else would see that they had taken more than a day's worth. And what happened? Anybody remember? They they show up, it was, it's kind of gross, just being honest maggots were all in it and it was it was completely destroyed friends what God was teaching them was daily trust and it's the same thing with us now we don't have to go out thankfully and kill our food or catch our food every single day like they did back then but we exchange money for the food that we eat and the things that we do and I'm here to tell you that God's interest, listen, is not in taking your money. Do, you know, he, he's, he owns it all. He has everything that he needs. He's self-sufficient. But what he does is he gives us the opportunity to prove our trust in him by setting aside that portion, that daily portion or that 10% in that we say, God, I trust you with the rest of it. And he can do more, I promise you. Michelle and I have lived our living proof of this testimony after testimony where Michelle and I we leaned into God's trust and we said God I trust you and every single time whether we were in the earliest years of our marriage where we were some of those days we were like how are we going to pay this bill how are we going to do that and how are we going to do this we, we were still learning how to budget and all that stuff but we set aside every every time Every paycheck, we set that aside, that that 10% portion, and God blessed it. And I'm here to tell you, he did more with the 90% than we could have done with the 100%. I promise. So I want to take a moment and pray over each and every one of you today that God would continue to bless you. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for the opportunity that we get to give. And today, it's out of truly an overflow of our heart that we're reminded that we can trust you. And I pray that what we trust you with, that portion that we trust you with, that you would give back, pressed down, shaken together, running over, as your word said, exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask, think, or imagine. I pray the blessing of God would chase each of your people down. 
And God, I, I thank you that you provide everything we'll ever need. Watch over us and keep us. We thank you for that, Lord. And I, I thank you that even you said in your word that you would rebuke the devourer on our behalf, meaning that uh, you're going to keep the enemy from getting in in those little areas. And God, I thank you in advance for your provision, your protection. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you as you give today. And I'm going to invite our elders or your elders. Really, if you just stand and make your way toward our three stations of prayer, they'll be standing in the back by the exit sign over here, by the back at this exit sign over here, and up in the balcony over in this corner. So if you need prayer for anything, any reason, whether it's maybe emotional or relational or spiritual, financial, maybe you got a health need, whatever it may be, they are there for you, ready to pray and believe God in faith, like the Bible says, that you go to them and receive that prayer today. I believe for miracles in this house. How many believe for miracles, that they, they didn't die with the apostles? Miracles are still happening today. How many believe that? Amen. Amen. And we reach out in faith for those things. Would you stand with us? Let's worship the Lord and in song. And if you need that prayer for any reason, you slip out from where you're at and go receive today.
invite you just to lift your hands right now as an act of worship toward the one who reigns above it all, Lord. We know that you alone are Lord Jesus. No one compares matchless name. There's no other name by which we're saved. There's no other way to the Father. You, Jesus, are the way, the truth, and the life. And we exalt you in your rightful place today, Lord. We worship you with all that we are, with all that we have. We magnify you, Lord Jesus. We love you today. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. And everybody said amen. Praise God. Come on, give him a hand clap of praise this morning. We love you, Lord. Amen. Well, you may be seated. Please turn your attention to the screen. Who is God? And can we truly know him? Over the last 2,000 years, we've tried to envision him, sometimes even to the point of contorting him to fit into our box. Because of our limited imagination, we can fail to grasp a limitless God. A God who is three distinct persons, but yet one. Not only a Father, but a Son and a Holy Spirit. But can we truly know who God is? Can we relate to Him and trust Him the way a child trusts a father? As deep cries to deep, we all long to connect with our Creator. Knowing who God is doesn't just depend on us. He has already made a way for us to know Him. What if He can be known by His voice? and His Spirit, and His Word, and His creation. God is beyond our imagination, yet He invites us to come to Him, to know Him, and to walk with Him. This is how we truly come to know who God is. How many thankful that you can know our God? Come on, aren't you grateful for that? Amen. Well, listen, hey, you clapped just a little bit like, you know, someone just made a putt on the 18th green. But uh, why don't you take another moment and give it up once again for those joining with us online and all of our first-time guests. Can you give it up for them one more time? God bless you. We love you. We're so grateful to God for you. And we hope to be able to meet you after this service. Those that are here in the building, we would love that opportunity right after the service. We've got a little guest reception, but I promise we won't take up a bunch of your time. It's just down this hallway and to your left uh, at, after the, you get to the high top tables there out in the foyer. Well, would you grab your copy of God's Word? Say this with me. Say, I am what God's Word says I am. And I can do what God said I can do. I can become what God said I could become because his word says it so. And now I want you to just do this. Can you say to the Lord in your own, just, just in your own words, you don't have to say it out loud, but just say to him how much you love him and are thankful for his promises. Just in your own way, your own words. Can you just thank him for his promises right now? Lord, I thank you for your promises, that they're yes and amen, that your word has all the promises we could ever need, and we rely on your holy book to teach us your word and more about your character and your nature. Amen. Amen. Well, just turn to the person beside you, behind you, around you, whatever, and just make sure you compliment them. If you don't know them, introduce yourself and then tell them they look good. Tell them you like their outfit, their hairdo, whatever it is you want to compliment them for. Just give them a little shout out today. And if you would, turn 
to Ephesians chapter 3. If you don't have a Bible, let us know. We'll gladly put God's promises into your hands free of charge. We just want to make sure that you have the Bible, God's holy word. And you can follow us along with us today on the, the YouVersion app of the Bible. If you've got a smartphone, you can download the YouVersion app and then follow along with us. And of course, we encourage you always to not only follow us on social media because we always try to encourage you with the Word of God, but I would also invite you to share messages and uh, remind others who maybe don't go to church, friends or family, those in your sphere of influence, to partner with you and connect with you. If the message is encouraging to you, it'll probably be encouraging to others. And so I invite you to share that. And uh, in our absence last week, I want to say thank you once again to Pastor Will. What a great message. That was such an encouragement to my heart as I was dropping off my little girl, our little girl, uh, the youngest of the Benson crew at Southeastern, and I want to say thank you to you. That was a powerful word, and uh, helping us all to be reminded how to share our faith. And this is a perfect way to do that, as I said, right now to be able to follow us and then share the Word of God. Well, we're in this series called Connecting to Your Creator, connecting specifically today to God's peace. How many know in this world filled with turmoil, (laughs) we need some peace, (laughs) And the Bible calls it the peace that passes human understanding, meaning that in our own minds, in our own understanding, when we look at the world today, when we look at the challenges of our world, when we look at all the the trauma and the tragedy in our world today, when we hear of wars and rumors of war, when we see uh, political heads uh, constantly at odds, when we feel that our nation is divided, when we see uh, the stock market go up and the stock market go down so quickly, it all gives us this human feeling of concern. Listen, if crisis doesn't bring you concern, then there's something wrong with you. However, that may be your first human reaction but then you invite God's peace into your life that, that supersedes all of those, those emotions and those feelings. It overwhelms us in ways that we couldn't explain or understand. So your neighbors or your friends that don't know God, they may be freaking out. And on the inside, you may feel a little bit of that at first. But my hope and my prayer is always that you turn back to God and redirect your focus and say, God, give me your peace. And so I want to tell you how you can find that peace today, the peace of God. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. Let's look at it together. This has kind of been our theme verse for the series, Connecting to Your Creator. Here it is, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. May you experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete. Everybody say complete. Complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. This is uh, another translation says it like this. Completely filled and flooded with God himself. To overflow in your life. God desires to have a personal, connected relationship with each and every one of us. And in John chapter 15, verse 15, Jesus says it like this. He says, I no longer call you servants, but look at it. I call you what? What does it say? I call you friends. Friends, listen, let me just explain this to you. The term friend of God is not just reserved for Abraham or Billy Graham. It's actually reserved for you and me. 
for the children of God. It's reserved for us, and God wants to connect and communicate with us every single day in all kinds of different ways. And I just want to shift your mindset into this thinking that you're here out of religious duty. You are here for the relationship of God to be deepened. That's why we're here today. That's why I showed up today, is to be closer to my friend. Jesus did this when he was talking to the Pharisees constantly. That, that they put their faith in their religious duties, in the religious law. And Jesus was trying to shift their focus back to a relationship with him. And that if they would turn their faith toward him, the Bible says, and he said about himself, that no man comes to the Father except through me. So what he was saying is, if you want to get to God, you can make your way right through a relationship with Jesus Christ. So here's what I want to do. I want to break off that the religious grip that, that has its chokehold around so many of you that keeps you constantly in despair, always feeling like a spiritual failure because you're never measuring up. Can I just let you know, can I remind you that the, the reasons that we begin to feel like we never measure up is because we don't. <laughs> That's what God said in his word, right? He, he said, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And so then how do we get to God? If it's not through laws and all of our religious duties, how do we get to God? It's through grace. And I want you to live, friends, in freedom because God loves you. He adores you. He wants to have a connected, personalized relationship with each and every one of you. And in this series, it's, a, it's an invitation not to do more, but to be more connected. It's not about rituals, it's about relationship. It's not about performance, it's about the presence of Almighty God. It's not about guilt, it's about grace, His grace. It's not about a formula, it's about friendship with God. It's not because we have to, it's because we get to. It's because we want to be connected to Him. And I wanna challenge you to build your relationship with God every day and practice His presence. And that's part of the reason why we created that worship video, and most of you have watched it or listened to it. I listen to it uh, every, almost every single day in the morning. I wake up to that worship, and uh, you can go on YouTube and find that under the Dothan First channel. But it, it's a really wonderful connection to your creator, just worship, right? Because in worship, you don't have to do a whole lot. You don't even have to know the words to worship God. Isn't that true? Right? When we introduce a new song, you don't have to be like scared, like, man, I don't know that song, or I have to be, you know, uh, watch those words to make sure I'm saying every one of them just right. No, what it is is the overflow of our heart where we're just saying, God, your worthship, that's what worship is. It's telling God how much he's worth to you. So instead of, listen, instead of trying to make time for God, right, your little regimented duties of religion why not just become more aware of God? That, that uh, wonderful song that said, let us become more aware of your presence. Do you know God's with you every single day, not just early morning, one hour in a quiet time. He's with you all the time, 24-7, 365 days out of the year. He's available. 
And God, I believe, honors these incremental steps of faith because sometimes we make it so big, it becomes overwhelming. But do you know God honors the small steps? Here's uh, the, the scripture, Luke 16, 10 says, unless you're faithful in the small matters, you can't be trusted with large ones. Let me give you a couple of passages that'll help prove that these incremental steps of faith are significant in your walk with the Lord. Here it is, Matthew 17, 20. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, Jesus said this, I assure you, even if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, nothing would be impossible. You know how small a mustard seed is? Man, you can put it in your hand and barely see it. But he said, if you got that small of a seed of faith, I can reward you with great things. Look at this, Matthew chapter 10, verse 42. Jesus goes on to say it like this. If you even give a cup of cold water to one of the least of these my followers, you'll surely be rewarded. How easy would it be? Listen, water's free. You may have to buy it by the bottles if you like it that way. But water around here in America, and thank God for it, is free, clean, fresh drinking water. And you could give a cup of cold water to anyone at any time. That's, the, I would say, a pretty small gift to somebody. And he, he said, if you give even a cup of cold water in my name to one of these little ones, he said, you'll be blessed. Friends, that's an easy way to get a reward is just by blessing others. So if you feel spiritually empty right now, if you walked into this place feeling spiritually dry and overwhelmed, I want to refresh you by the small connections you make to God. And I want to challenge you to enjoy every single moment you can with God. And here was my little aha moment. I was reading through the Gospels, right? And I came across two chapters, Matthew 8 and Matthew 9. And I was just reading through it, and, and as I do often, uh, because I have quiet times with the Lord where I'll study His Word, and I'll read multiple chapters a day, and things like that, uh, which by the way, just because I'm using that, and over the last few weeks, I've been using this mentality of, you know, you get up every morning, and you read every morning three chapters a day, and then you pray to God. And what I said was, you start to get in this habit of religious duty, and you don't even remember what you were reading, and you don't even remember what you prayed, and it's no longer just a, a relationship. Now it's you're doing it out of ritual and out of duty. But what I came back and said is that you ought to. It's not that you ought to neglect that time but that you use it as an opportunity to build relationship. How many know God would be more interested in you reading one verse and getting something out of it than reading five verses and getting nothing? Right? It's the overflow of the heart. He's looking at your heart today. So here I am reading, and what I was blown away was the brevity of Jesus' connection with some of these people. And of course, we don't know the totality. Not every moment of Jesus' life was written down in Scripture, but God chose to capture these moments, and these moments seem to be very brief, but totally connected. Once they touched Jesus in some way, they were filled, they were changed, they were transformed. It was a metamorphosis that happened. Here it is. I'll quickly go through a few of them. In Matthew 8, Jesus says to this guy with leprosy, do you want to be healed? The, 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 that man with leprosy said, yes. Jesus said, you're forgiven and you're healed. Boom, done. And Jesus goes on. Moves on to the next person. 
Matthew 8 continues. He connects with a Roman officer. He heals one of his officials, and then he moves on. Then continuing in Matthew 8, Jesus touches the hand of Peter's mother-in-law. She's healed, and then Jesus moves on. Matthew 9, Jesus says to a paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, and he is healed, and Jesus moves on. Matthew 9, a woman touches him. Jesus stops and said, who touched me? The woman identifies herself, and Jesus, listen, uses nine words to change and transform this lady's life. Here it is. Daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. Nine words, she's transformed, and he keeps moving. Matthew 9 continues and kind of closes where Jesus heals two blind men and then casts out the demon out of another man, and then Jesus moves on. And here's what I thought. As I'm reading through the brevity of these moments and what I want to encourage you with is how many little connections are you missing with the Lord every single day? Little moments. I'm not talking about the big ones, and and the big ones are important too, and I'll talk to you about that in just a minute, but I'm talking about every little incremental moment, these little captures, right? How many know Jesus is here to meet you where you're at? His Holy Spirit is within you every moment of your day. He's here for you. He's not a distant deity. I I, I had this moment of reflection this week as we dropped off our last child to college. And one of the things you have to know about me, if you know me well, you know my connection to my children. I have a deep, deep love for my kids. Uh, I mean, it's just, we're buddies. I, I mean, I'm still their daddy and Uh, there's still that authority structure, if you will, but now they're adult children and they're growing up and so our relationship is shifting a bit and I love it. I've loved every minute from the littlest moments uh, as as little children all the way up through. I've enjoyed it. Uh, Some of them were, a a lot of them were stressful as parents, as you know, but man, I just enjoy the friendship with with my kids. And here's, here's what I found as we were starting to go into this empty nest is that uh, we're trying to get our kids to soar, to teach them how to soar. And so what I thought was that I ought to live out that illustrated message for them by jumping out of an airplane, a perfectly good airplane, because I wanted to get as close to God as I could get. Not close to meeting Jesus, uh, but as close. And, 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 I, and there was a few people that doubted that I did it. There was a few that doubted. And so I wanted to prove it. So go ahead and take a look at my experience. Go ahead and, and watch. Oh, 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 oh,
right, so that was the proof, but I have to say the reason that when they pulled that chute and it opened and I immediately thanked my wife, it's because she was not there and I made sure that I did not get in trouble because I figured if the chute doesn't open, uh, she's got the life insurance policy and she'll be fine that way. So I had to at least thank her for that. But what I'm saying is, when listen, when I jumped out of the plane, there was a moment as, as we were edging closer to there that I thought to myself, this may very well be the dumbest thing that I've ever done in my entire life. And it wasn't really until I landed and everything was safe that I knew, okay, everything's fine. But listen, sometimes that's the way it is in our faith journey. You are standing on the edge with Jesus. And some of you just haven't stepped over the line yet where you want to be in control. You're going to stay in the plane. You want to be in control. And more oftentimes than not, as parents, Michelle and I, we want to be in control of our kids every moment of every single day and sending them off to college or sending them out into the workforce, sending them out into the world that's crazy and mixed up and messed up is a little scary as parents. But do you know, one of the things that we've chosen to do, and I thank God that now we've got cell phones, because back in my day and in Michelle's day, we didn't have cell phones. I know some of you that are younger than us are looking at it like, what, you didn't have a cell phone? Are you kidding me? They didn't have cell phones, okay? That's how old we are. Matter of fact, they had pay phones at our college, and when parents would call, we would just be walking by, hear the phone ringing, and somebody randomly would just pick up and say hello, and they would say, hey, is so-and-so, what, is my kid there? And they'd say the, the child's name, and we would either choose to say no and just hang up the phone, or walk around and try to find that person, and that's how we communicated. How many of you grew up in that society? Put up your hands. All right, so I'm not alone. So my mom or my dad would hear from me, I don't know, once a month maybe, <laughs> but I've gotten so used to talking to my kids all the time, and, and especially with Cameron being in the house, we would talk so often, but here's what's happened since then. These little texts, I know she's busy, she knows I'm busy, and I don't want to bother her during class, but she'll send me these little cryptic texts or little pictures or little funny things from way back when. And she'll just send me these little quick things and it, it does something to me. It makes me feel connected throughout the day. Same thing with Griffin. He's been gone in training in Florida. He'll be back shortly. So we're really not, we're sliding into empty nest and we're jumping right back with Griffin being here. I thank God for that. It's awesome. I'm glad my buddy's going to be back for a little while anyway. But you know what? He's been sending me these little texts every now and again, little funny things, one word that, or two words or three words that nobody else would know but me. And I'm dying laughing when I see it. Matter of fact, I've been in meetings at time, and I hear my phone buzz, and I just quickly glance down at it. It's my son, and he sends one picture or one word that only he and I would know. And I'm dying laughing and trying to hold back laughing while I'm in a meeting. Now, you saw in the video me flashing what it looked like to be gang signs. Uh, and no, I'm, I'm not in a gang. But the things that I did 
There's only a few people in the world that know what each one of those signs were. I don't speak in sign language or anything. They were, they were signs to those that know me, that know me best. And so I was, I was giving them, while I was having my fun, I was letting them know, I just want you to know I'm thinking about you. In the middle of my fun, I'm thinking about you. Now, how does this relate to God? God is looking for strategic moments with just you and him where, listen, nobody else knows what's going on in that mind of yours. Your best friend, your spouse even, often does not know some of the fears you face, some of the challenges you have, some of the difficulties, some of those moments where you feel like you need to step out in faith. And here you are on the edge, listen, and God will refresh your memory just like those little texts of moments with him. Moments where you're afraid and God reminds you of his goodness. He, he'll, he'll give you that memory of the moment where you stepped out in faith before and God caught you. And you go, oh, well, if he did it before, he'll do it again. Come on, somebody. But you have to have those moments first for God to then remind you of his goodness. Jesus would take an earthly reality and point it back to his peace and his presence through these things called triggers, right? Mental triggers. And, and what he would do is he would give this analogy or this idea or this example to help them remember his goodness and his glory. And we have this all the time, by the way. You all have these different triggers, not the like, I'm so triggered, oh my gosh, you know, whatever these, the snowflakes are saying. I'm not, talking, I'm not talking, about, talking about that, right? I'm talking about mental memory triggers that we all have, right? These daily mental triggers, and I'll give you, there's thousands of them, I'll give you a couple of them. So if I said bread and, you might say butter, Bread and butter. Some of you say water because you spent some time in jail. And so bread and, and butter, bread and water. If I said just do it, you think of Nike, right? right? If, I, if, I, if you hear, ba-da-da-da-da, I'm loving it, you think of McDonald's, right? If you hear the quicker picker-upper, you think of a guy in a bar. No, you think of, you'll get that tomorrow. That's very funny. But you'll think of it tomorrow. You'll get that. You think bounty, right? We all have these triggers. You, th you hear the term, what's in your wallet? And you think, right? Capital One or I'm in debt, whatever it is, you know. You hear snap, crackle, and pop, and you think hip replacement, <laughs> yeah, of course. No, you think of Rice Krispies. Okay. And when I say country music, you get sick to your stomach. So it's, all, it's the same for all of us. Oh, ooh, it got quiet in here. There's a lot of country music fans I just messed with. Just playing. I'm just kidding. But when Jesus taught, he would use this earthly reality to make a trigger point to the connection to the kingdom of God. And in the Old Testament, it was a big deal. He reminded them about the goodness of, and his mercy and his grace through something called festivals, right? Uh, Exodus chapter 12, verse 14, it says this, you must remember, everybody say remember, 
this day forever. Each year you will celebrate it as a special festival unto the Lord. So by using these certain triggers, they were called festivals. And the Feast of Passover, for example, was so that the Israelites would not forget their deliverance from Egypt. And the Old Testament is filled with all types of festivals, memorials, and offerings that are triggering back your memory to the goodness, the peace, and the presence of God. Uh, God divinely orchestrated that a rainbow in the earliest of days that the rainbow was to represent his presence, that it would remind us that he's never going to flood the earth anymore. That's, that's what he said is, I'm never going to do what I did in Noah's day. And so Noah's trigger, right, was the rainbow. But not all triggers that God gave were that cute and, 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 and pretty and sweet, Right? Abraham, as you remember, had the, cover, the covenant reminder of circumcision. And I can only imagine the conversation he had with God after that. Like, what? I have this trigger and Noah gets the rainbow? What's going on? Right? It, I'm just saying, like, uh, that's the way I think about it when I think. But I have, I have certain triggers that are very different and unique from many of you in this room. Uh, sometimes when I'm taking a shower, I, I, I remember right? The, the washing away of all of my sin from the day I was born until this very day that God's, God washes us with the water of his word and that our sins can be forgiven. When I'm at a stoplight, I remember a message that my mom preached years ago about prayer. And it was basically red light, yellow light, green light, that when we talk to God in prayer, that uh, we see the red light and we remember sometimes God says no, Right? We see the green light, we say sometimes God says go, but we see the yellow light and we're, we're reminded that sometimes God is saying wait or use caution. Even when it, it rains outside, I, I think of the living water and that it will never thirst again. A few more of them for me. Uh, when somebody sends us a Christmas card with their picture on it or a graduation celebration with their picture on it or a wedding invitation with their picture on it, we, our, our refrigerator is full of all these different pictures of different people and different families. And, and so every morning when I get up and I go to open that up to get my breakfast, I remember different ones of these and I'll just say a prayer for them, right? That's, that's a trigger point for me. When I drive uh, every morning by Westwood Presbyterian Church, and a few times uh, on Sunday mornings, I've even stopped in and just chatted with the pastor there, uh, prayed with him. But, but when I pass by that church, I pray for, and I'm tr that trigger point is to remember to pray for different pastors in our city. That's just, that's the, that's the triggering point for me. Now, here's the deal. You may take a shower tomorrow and not remember this message, or you may stop at a uh, red light and not remember this message or the triggers that I just mentioned or pass by the church I mentioned and not remember a trigger. And the reason is, is because those are my triggers, not yours. You have to find your own. And you all have them. Everybody's got an example of this. I, I'll give you a few that others had given to me. Here's a couple of them that I'll read to you. When I drive around Dothan, the city of Dothan, and I get stuck in traffic, I'm reminded of how God is making room for more people and more jobs in this city that his eyes and hands are on our city. 
It's a good way to think about it, especially when you, you want to curse traffic, <laughs> right? But you can say, God, thank you that you're growing our city. Uh, when I pull into the church parking lot, I'm reminded that I have family, the family of believers that love me and support me, and I pray for them. Here's another one. When I drive by certain places, I thank God even for some of the, un, the unanswered prayers in my life. Another one said, it, said this. When I drive by Starbucks, I thank God that I prayed that Starbucks in to existence here in Dothan. Thank you, Michelle Benson. <laughs> and I'm going to invite the worship team to come as we prepare to close out. Or when I'm holding my grandchildren, here's another one. When I'm holding my grandchildren, I remember the blessings and the goodness of God, and I pray that over them. Some people have tattoo triggers, right, where they, they have a certain tattoo. So, someone uh, talked about they, them having a, a puzzle piece because we don't always see the whole picture, but God does. And so when they see that, they're reminded and they just thank the Lord. Friends, listen, God is not some sort of mad scientist that puts us like rats in this experiment where we're chasing down the cheese to be able to eat spiritual food. He doesn't make it that complicated and neither should we. Deuteronomy 30 says it like this, this command that I'm giving you today is not too difficult for you to understand or to perform. It's, I, I, it's not up in heaven so distant that you must ask, who will go to heaven and bring it down so we can hear and obey it? It is not beyond the sea so far away that you must ask, who will cross the sea and bring it to us so we can hear it and obey it? The message is very close at hand. It's on our lips. It's in our hearts so we can obey it. Friends, I'm trying to get you closer to God with his peace and his power and his presence. Let me stop and say this. I know there are little tiny triggers throughout the day that we can have and little moments where we can feast on the goodness of God, but I don't want you to overlook and I don't want you to mishear me. There are definitely times and should be times that we dive deep into the word of God. As a matter of fact, I encourage every single person that's here and within the sound of my voice to be a part of our grow track where you better understand the doctrines of faith. Listen, in a general generation that is all mixed up <laughs> about the Bible, about morality, about what's right and what's wrong. Things are turned upside down in a world that every wave that comes through, we have a different new doctrine coming through. Friends, you have to rely on the depth of the Word of God, and you've got to sink your teeth deeply and take time to study to show yourself approved unto God, someone who does not need to be ashamed, someone who rightly divides the Word of truth, meaning you understand foundationally and doctrinally the stance, the, the way to stand in the middle of a, a perverse generation is what Jesus called it. We have to know the truth of His Word and we will be held accountable for those little things. So don't mishear me here. Everybody needs to study the word diligently. Matter of fact, the depth and maturity of your faith will be directly proportionate to how well you know and obey God's word. So friends, yes, take, take time intentionally to sit and feast. Dive deep. Sometimes in worship, you need to take a, a whole day if you can, right? 
on your day off or whatever and just soak in, in the presence of God in, in worship. There are times where you've got major decisions coming and you need to fast and pray and seek the face of God. There's absolutely room for all of that and it is so critically important, but if you get so caught in those rituals and those duties that you miss the goodness and the grace of God, then you're still trying to get there by works and not by faith. So I don't want you to miss out on moments with the Lord, these simple moments. Romans chapter three, I'm gonna read this to you. And as I do, I just want you to be reminded that, listen, yes, you're experiencing God's presence in this building, but do you know when you leave this building, you can still experience the presence of God in your car, on the way home, at the restaurant this afternoon, at school or at work tomorrow, or out playing sports or uh, doing your hobbies or whatever, you can experience the presence of God. Here's what it says, Romans chapter three, verses 21 through 24. But now God has shown us a different way to heaven. Not by being, quote, good enough or trying to keep his laws, but by a new way, though not new, really, for scriptures told us about this long ago. Now God says he will accept and acquit us or declare us not guilty if we do a bunch of good deeds. Is that what it says? It says if you trust Jesus. Everybody say trust Jesus. That you trust Jesus Christ to take away your sins and all of us can be saved in the same way by coming to Christ no matter who we are or what we've been like. Yes, we've all sinned, all fall short of God's glorious ideal. Yet now God declares us, look at this, not guilty of offending him if we trust in Jesus Christ who in his kindness freely takes away our sins. And friends, if you've never made that connection before, today you can. It's time to put your faith, your confidence, your hope, your trust, every bit of you into Jesus Christ. Because what he's gonna do is he's gonna take you and transform you and make you brand new. And he's gonna build a relationship with you. But you have to take that first step because really, I call it a first step. He already took the first step. Jesus Christ came to this earth, lived a sinless life and died on a cross for our sins. And then he rose again on the third day to give us new life. And he said, if you'll put your faith in me, I'll transform you. But so he took the first step. Matter of fact, he did it all. All we have to now do is renounce those sins, repent and trust in Jesus. Would you do that with me now? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment? In this time of reflection, whether you're here in the building or listening online, whether you're watching this live stream or on demand, I'm here to inform you of an invitation that Christ made. He says he loves you with an everlasting love. Matter of fact, he didn't come to condemn you, he came to save you. And so if you're here in this room or watching online and you know that you know that you need Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior of every area. Friends, listen, if there's sin in your life that's separating you from God, that unforgiven sin, you can have it forgiven today, wiped away. The Bible says thrown as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against you, but you must. The Bible says, according to Romans, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. 
and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, if that's you and you say, Mark, include me in this closing prayer. Friends, I want to invite you into this moment. Listen, I'm not here to, to in any way judge you. Matter of fact, I'm just here to invite you. And as you raise your hand, you're just acknowledging before heaven and before God, Lord, I want to be included in this prayer right now to make him Lord of every area. So if that's you, in the sound of my voice, I want you to simply do this. On the count of three, I'm going to invite you to slip up your hand, acknowledging by the raised hand, Mark, that's me, include me in this prayer right now. One, two, three. Right now, all over this place. Yes, God bless you. Yes, two, three, four. God bless you. Five, six. Yes, sir, God bless you. Yes, ma'am. Seven, God bless you. God bless you. Yes, ma'am, God bless you. Anybody else? Yeah, God bless you. Uh, Ten hands I've seen so far. God bless you. Anybody else? Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. You can put your hands down. There may be others of you in this room. You need to rededicate your life to the Lord. And maybe for some of you, that was the reason you raised your hand. But you need to rededicate your life to him. You, you, you started putting your trust by putting your trust in him but slowly but surely you've allowed yourself to put your trust in you and you say mark i need to put my trust back in him my whole heart if that's you slip up your hand that's you today god bless you yeah a number of people god bless you i'm with you man i understand and jesus christ is here today to renew that vow with you god bless you you can put your hands down I want to invite you into this simple prayer. I'd like for all of us to pray this prayer out loud, but especially you who lifted your hands. Can you say this with me? All across this room, we're going to pray it out loud to the Lord. Say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I repent for all I've done wrong. I believe that you died and rose again for me. I make you the Lord and Savior of every area of my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for changing me. I choose to trust you with every area of my life. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on. Can you stand up with us and just celebrate the goodness of God? Come on. Put your hands together and celebrate those who made a decision for the Lord. Come on. Let's worship the Lord together.
release you with a blessing, but I want to remind any of those who are our first-time guests, we would be so honored to connect with you. Some of our leadership team will be out in the foyer by the high-top tables ready to greet you. As a matter of fact, I'm going to release our greeter team right now and some of our leaders at this time. My wife, Michelle, and I, we're going to be over in our guest reception area in the multi-purpose room. And if you're a first-time guest, I would love to give you a gift for hanging out with us today. I promise we won't take a bunch of your time. We just want to give you a gift for hanging out with us and greet you personally. And uh, also, I want to remind you, if you've not connected with our Grow Track, I'm going to challenge you to sign up for our Grow Track. It's going to be next week, right after the service, okay? Right after our Sunday service. We'll be together for about an hour, so we'll have you out probably just a little afternoon so you'll have time to go home and eat. But I also want to encourage you, if you just made that commitment yours today, would you do this? Take out your smartphone and text the word D1Walk to the number 84576. What that does, that's going to do is we're going to send you an electronic link of a free downloadable copy of this booklet called One to One, and it'll help you in your journey of faith. All right, so we want to help you with that, and we're just going to lift you up in prayer over this next week. Well, are you ready to receive a blessing from the Lord today? I want to pray over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you and bring you peace. And may the Lord our God write his name on your heart and declare you're my child. No one can take you from my hand. May you know the love of your Savior that came and died for you and rescued you. And may you have that love to give away to every person you meet, to your friends, your family, your coworkers. May you give that love away to your spouse. And may you bless this city with the love of Jesus Christ. I bless you to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you get anything out of today? I pray you did. Hey, God bless you. We love you. We'll see you this Wednesday or next Sunday. God bless you. You're dismissed.